Hey, welcome back to Collective Conversations. Chris and I are back with you this week to keep our conversation going about discipleship. And if you didn't hear last week, I'd encourage you to go back and maybe even hit pause now as it sort of lays foundation for some of the things we'll talk about today. Uh, last week, we were identifying what a disciple is, and we broke it down. Chris broke it down beautifully for us and just three different thoughts of following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and being on mission with Jesus. But today we want to tackle just some of the why and, and some of the what and the when to all of this and, and just allow you to go on the journey with us as we try to figure it out and, and have a better, a, better, a better understanding ourselves and just share some thoughts with you along the way. So Chris, I'm, I'm just going to throw questions at you and let you do the unpacking today and just help us help us to think through this idea of being a disciple. And a great first question is that why question. Why should I let someone disciple me? Yeah, I, you know, I think to start, I just I kind of want to go back and kind of remind everybody of the Great Commission. That's kind of the context of, of what we're talking about. Kind of get that back in people's minds. It kind of sounds like a broken record. I know we talked about it a lot last week and probably talk about it more again next week. But I want to, that repetition is good. Right. It helps us, mm-hmm. helps us remember things. And so again, this, this great commission from Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20, it says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so when we talk about the why, uh, you know, I mean, as part of the Great Commission, it's it's the the command that we have from Jesus to go and make disciples. So if we're commanded to go and make disciples, there's others who also are following Jesus who have this same command mm-hmm. that we would be included in that. We I think we can reach a point where we can begin to disciple others. But we'll never reach a point while we're here to where we no longer need to be discipled. Mm. You know, this was this was Jesus' model as he as he walked out with his disciples. And the other thing I think we need to remember is this this was his plan to build the church after he returned to the Father. I mean, this was kind of the the three years or so, give or take, that he spent with his disciples on the earth teaching them and and walking with them and, and showing them how to do things and, you know, correcting them and all of those components that played into that, into that relationship, this, this was his plan. And so he was very intentional about what he did with the disciples so that when he would return to the father, they knew what to do and they could, they could carry things forward. Yeah. It wasn't a, this might be a good idea. I mean, it right. was Jesus saying, Hey, this is if you're looking for an answer, here's an answer. Yeah, they were. He was all in. He was like, "This, this is it. This is it." You know. And through discipleship, this is this is one of the prominent ways that we grow more and more into Christ likeness as as followers of Jesus. I mean, as Jesus spent time with his disciples, you know, they became more and more like him. They they took on some of his characteristics and some of his traits and the way that he noticed how he did things, and they they imitated that. You look at the relationship between Paul and Timothy. Um, you know, and, and Paul even says um, in one of his letters, you know, be imitators of me, which I always thought was interesting, you know, a little arrogant, so to speak. You know, what? why are you telling them to imitate you and not Christ? But 
as he was imitating Christ for Timothy and for, you know, the people he was writing to, it's, it's that idea of we're always helping each other continue to become more and more like Jesus. Going back through scripture, there's so many different places where it's identified that we grow and experience this kind of stuff in community. You do take Paul and you also look at his relationship with Titus Mm -hmm. and just other people. It was never done alone. Mm -hmm. And a Titus and a Timothy had to make that decision to let Paul in their life and to take the lead in that relationship. But I'm sure there are some people who are, are listening and they're going, I'm getting discipled. I'm going to church every Sunday or at least almost every Sunday. I may even be in a life group or I may be going to one of the the classes that are offered or I'm doing one of the Bible studies. Is that enough? Can somebody say, you know what? I'm a disciple. I'm being discipled because I'm listening to a sermon. I'm, I'm spending an hour at church once a week. The answer is no. We talked a little bit last week about the intentionality in, in these relationships, you know, and, and part of that is this mutual accountability that we have as we're being discipled or as we're discipling somebody else. If you're just coming in and I say just like it's not important because it is important. If you're coming in on a Sunday morning and you're sitting through a worship service and you're, you're participating, you're singing and you're giving and you're taking in the word and maybe jotting some notes down, highlighting something in your Bible um, to go back to later. Those are all good things, but where in that is the accountability? Yeah, maybe, maybe you have a conversation with somebody about something that you heard or whatever, but the the mutual accountability aspect really isn't there. I think another component of these relationships is a level of vulnerability that you don't get when you come in on a Sunday morning, right? I mean, Sunday morning, you're really kind of taking everything in. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the choice that you have to participate in what's happening, but you don't even really have to do that if you don't want to. You can take everything in and you can walk, you can walk out and be done with it. There's no, there's no exchange of, of dialogue. There's nobody to talk through some of your thoughts with, talk through some of the things that you're hearing. There's nobody to maybe challenge you on you know, something you heard. Maybe you heard it a little differently. We always want people to tell us, no, here, this is where you're wrong and here's why, but it's rather let's, let's think through this. Let's, mm-hmm. let's push on each other a little bit and, and build each other mutually together. That just doesn't happen when, when you come into a larger setting. The larger setting of community is, is important and it's vital in this process. But in terms of considering that being your discipling moment, it just it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, because we're, we're all sitting in rows, facing the same way, for the most part, listening to one person talk. Right. And it's hard to have accountability within that. And it's hard to, like you just described, the, the affirmation of being able to sit with someone and go, this is what I feel like God was saying to me today, mm-hmm. whether it's meeting for coffee the next day or, or later that day, or yep. just having that time to have somebody that you can be authentic with. Yeah. I'm using a bunch of A's. I didn't do it on purpose. That's okay. Uh, but but the, to have that level of authenticity to where I could come to you and go, man, here's what I felt like God was saying to me this morning. So receiving what happened on Sunday, because we believe that stuff's important and good. Right. But I do agree. I think it's so much better when we have that space to engage in application. Another A. I gotta stop. Uh, another uh, the application of what it was, and for you to have the opportunity to tell me, no, nah, man, no, nah, man, that's that that doesn't line up with scripture, or that doesn't line up 
with what Jesus was saying and, or the affirmation of going, yeah, that's, that is spot on. The other cool thing about that too is, is, you know, there's, there's that old saying, if you want to go, if you want to go fast, go alone. Mm-hmm. If you want to go far, go together. You and I are in very different places in, in our walk with Jesus. You've had your experience. I've had my experience. If we take in what we hear on a Sunday morning and then we get together and we talk about it, you may, you may see a certain side of something or understand something in a way that I would never consider mm-hmm. because your journey has been different than my journey. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that mine is wrong or, and yours is right or vice versa. It just means that you see things a little differently because of what you have experienced God do in your life. And it gives me a better perspective on who God is. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's kind of how we, how we can build each other up. So, okay. So in that togetherness, how real do I have to get? Well, I mean, again, vulnerability is, is key, I think in these relationships and, uh, you know, I've, I've heard it said that, you know, the level to which you're willing to be vulnerable, um, kind of directly correlates to the level at which you're allowing God to really do a work in your life. And I think what I mean by that is, um, you know, I can share with you, I can choose to share with you whatever it is I want about my life. But if I know there's still some things that are, that are buried, that, that are not coming out, you know, in order for you to try and help me work through these things based on maybe what God has to say about it or, you know, scripture or, or a teaching or whatever it is, uh, that that's hard because you don't have, you don't have all the information mm. right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Am I going to give you all that information after we meet one, two or three times, probably not. That's going to take time. And that's where we go back to kind of that intentionality um, in a little bit, you know, in, in terms of that there's, there's a cost to, to discipling people. Greg Ogden um, is a guy, he wrote a, wrote a book, several books actually on discipleship. And, and he's got a quote that talks about, he says, unless people receive personal attention so that their precise growth needs are addressed in a way that calls them to die to self and live fully to Christ, disciples will not be formed. And so when you're doing life with somebody, you know, you enter into this discipling relationship, there are going to be moments it's going to require time, energy, potentially resources beyond maybe what you feel like you have to give. You know, it's, it's easy to do life with somebody when their life is going great. Mm -hmm. Right. But when, when their life takes a turn, it's a lot, it's a lot more difficult to, 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 jump into the mess, um, and, and stick with them and, and really continue to do that. You liken it to, uh, you know, what Jesus did for us on the cross. I mean, he literally jumped into our mess so that we could spend eternity with him. And, you know, I, I don't, we're not doing that f- for people to spend eternity with us, but because of what he has done for us, we should be willing to do that for others, especially those that we're, that we're discipling pops in my head as you say that just the idea of ring makes things grow mm. and i think sometimes when we do walk through the difficulty with someone else through the once once the relationship reaches a point that you're walking through a crisis or you're walking through something difficult the ring when we just talked this weekend or by the time you're listening to us it may be two weekends away but it was the the thought of building that firm foundation and and talking of the rains of life come the good, one of the good things I guess see coming out of the rain is a relationship with someone, with someone you're discipling, with someone that's discipling you can experience significant growth 
mm-hmm. in those times. How do we, how do we stress the importance of making disciples, of being discipled? I mean, is it a sign of spiritual maturity? Yeah, I, you know, it's, it is, it is an important part of our faith, and I think maturity does play a part in that. Uh, you know, recognizing and understanding more and more of what God's word calls us to do as as followers. There's a uh, a poster I have on on my wall in my office, and I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase it because if I try and get it right, it's I'm gonna completely. Are you, are you gonna it. butcher this? It, there's a good chance. Okay. There's a good chance. Ironically, it's it's drawn on butcher paper. Oh, go figure. Right. But it talks about the idea of you know a disciple being someone who moves from being a recipient of everything that the church has to offer to being someone who is participating in what. The church has to offer, you know what I mean? So they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're growing spiritually. They're recognizing, okay, God has done this for me. This is, this is who he's, who he's calling me to be. I'm, I'm recognizing that. And then out of that, from that maturity, we experience that kind of obedience that we need to lean into. Sometimes that's, that makes us uncomfortable and it pulls us into um, an area maybe that we're not used to being in. But then again, there's, there's, there's a level of trust, you know, that goes back to some of the intentional relationship that you have with Jesus. You know, the more time you spend with him, hopefully the the more you're willing to trust him in, in some of those areas of your life that, that maybe do get a little uncomfortable. I mean, if you look at the way that Jesus modeled it for his disciples, his disciples saw more of him than anybody else. He was willing to show them more of him than he was really anybody else. And that created that, that trust and that level of obedience and that growth within, within the disciples, because he was willing to share more of himself with them. I feel like the desire to, whether it's to be discipled or make, or make disciples is evidence of growth going on in your heart. Something good's going on if you feel that nudge or that desire, and we celebrate that. Well, next week, we're going to dive a little deeper, keep going on in the conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about how we're looking at empowering and equipping you to make disciples. On all the collective campuses, we want to come alongside what we believe Jesus is doing in all of us, calling us to, to go, calling us to make disciples. So we look forward to continuing that conversation next week. Thanks so much for joining us.